back. We are back. This is the Working Title Show with Zach Sands, and I am super excited to be recording today. I've got some great guests with me, and on top of that, it is beautiful outside. I can't believe it's December. It just does not feel like Christmas is, a, is around the corner. And with me always, Trey. What's going on, Trey? How are hey, you? What's happening, man? I'm glad you brought up Christmas. So uh, my gift, we should probably discuss that a little bit after the show today. Oh, I have to get you a gift? <laughs> I was oh. hoping at least. Well, I'm pretty thoughtful, as you can t as you can tell. So maybe I already have one for you. Right on. It might be too, a little too late. You should have asked me last show. <laughs> anyway, it's good to be with you, Trey. Yes, and uh, like I said, we got a great show today. Great guests. And I'm very excited to introduce... Uh, from the Varus, uh, Varus commercial, we have Nathan Toon, who's the VP of Land and Investment, and the last guy to get paid, Greg Johnson. How you guys doing? Very good. Thanks for having us, Zach. I am thrilled to have you all here. It's, uh, it's exciting to always have some hometown folk, you know, in the booth, uh, with me uh, normally you know i know you're really jealous of this after driving down here today that you don't get to drive to dallas every day like i do yeah yeah i was thinking on the way down here root canal maybe <laughs> being hung upside down with waterboarding going on would be about equal to that I to that, to that, that 35 drive yeah you can have it yeah if you go earlier when you can get on the express it's 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 not so bad but uh Anyways, I know you're jealous, but we won't, we won't talk about that. But um, you're worth it. <laughs> but guys, so y'all, um, and what I mean is, is y'all are in Denton County. I live in Denton County. I have to drive south every day, but you know, Denton County is uh, it's a happening place, and uh, so I'm thrilled that y'all are here, and that's kind of where y'all's home base is. And uh, but before we get all up into that. Um, this show, you know, we talk a lot about real estate. We talk about the economy here in Texas. And um, I always say this, but if you want to hear negative things, if you want to hear negative stories, um, you know, we can all complain. But that, that that's a different show. You know, you can turn on the news. You can turn all those kinds of things and, and, and they can get you down. But we have so many great and positive things here to talk about in the DFW Metroplex in the state of Texas. Really, the whole country's booming. And uh, real estate is just, is, is you know, it's been killing here in Dallas for a while and we're seeing it all around the country and uh, i just always like to kind of get a perspective you know from our guests on you know what do y'all really think is is continuing this long cycle that we've seen which is that the big buzzword which you know it's the been the big buzzword for three years how long will this cycle last you know and uh, here we are still going so uh you know in uh, in y'all's view what's what's keeping this uh this train moving down the tracks well from my perspective I think what you said in the beginning is so right, right? You can turn on the national news, you can read the national newspaper, and everything's negative, negative, negative. But when you really get down to what's going on in the economy, um, in 2010, I remember seeing a guy from the Federal Reserve speak, and it really stuck with me. He said, there's a caribou migration happening to Texas from both coasts. Caribou migration. Okay. And, and I hadn't heard that one yet. Yeah. So if you think about what he's saying, right, in, in 2008, we have the downturn and everybody's got to kind of retool. Well, what's attractive about Texas? So many things, but we got plentiful water, plentiful land, plentiful labor, no state income tax. Fire ants. We got fire ants. Yeah. <clears throat> we got pigs. So if you like to shoot things, we got yep. a lot of those. That's fun. Um, so, uh, you know, I would say that, that that continues, right? And so you see. You see the very large corporation relocations happening here. Sure, still happening. Still happening, and we're seeing it in Denton County with recent announcement of Schwab and those um, those deals happening. But right, 
the trickle-down effect of that, I think, is what nobody really pays a lot of attention to. So Denton County, for an example, you know, the, the growth continues. We're at the apex of the 235s. Right. You've got affordable housing. You've got great schools. Two yeah. universities. Yeah. Three, really. Three universities. I mean, all the things that people want for their family, but also if you're a company and you're, and you're, and you're growing – well, you want to go where the growth's going to happen. Yeah. And we're, so, you know, I, I see that caribou migration continuing to happen. And not that any particular area is recession-proof. Sure. But, you know, we saw in, in Denton County in, in 2008, unemployment was like 5.4. Yeah, well um, below the, the national well average. Well below the national average. It really was unchanged. Absolutely. You know, during the downturn. So the universities help, you know. Yeah. Uh, times get tough. People go back to school. So I think the I think Denton County just has so much going for it, and and I think I don't see any reason why it it, it has to slow down. Absolutely, I agree with that. Nathan, any thoughts? I agree with Greg. Uh, the only other thing maybe I would add is just you know one of the issues of getting up to Denton and Denton County was uh, having to cross over the bridge at Lake Louisville, right? And road construction, you know, which we know is happening all over the Metroplex, but it seems in the last you know eight to twelve months. TxDOT's finally wrapped up the I-35 widening project, and, sure. and and you're able to get, you know, your commute down to Dallas every morning isn't uh, quite as painful as it used to be. Now there's a couple extra lanes. Oh yeah, it saved me 25 to 30 minutes, you know, from where it was in 2015, you know, when I was, you know, actually working out of this building with another company. So sure. yeah, it's changed a lot yeah. for the all, better. All the major roads, you know, have been under construction for a while, and and some of the ones, at least around us, the projects seem to be wrapping up, and and I think it's just a lot easier to get to and through and uh, and around. So it's yeah, it, we're in a great spot. You know, that's a good point. Something we don't um, you know mention a lot here, but you know, as more of those, and we've always joked in Texas that you know we 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 bring the people first, then we then we expand the roads once mm -hmm. they're once they're clogged up. Which I mean, of course, you need the tax base and all that. But is there? Do you see a lot more opportunity just as some more of these construction projects continue on or or start, where that opens up more opportunity for uh, real estate? Big, big time. I mean, in my from my view, um, specifically in the retail sector, right? So so much of it's traffic count driven. Right. Well, you've got a two lane road that is now a six lane divided road. The traffic demand was always there. They were just going another route. So, right. If you look at sort of North Denton County, Denton proper, you've got every major, literally every major FM road mm -hmm. is being expanded from either two lanes to yeah. four divided or two lanes to six divided. Highway 377, Loop 288 is the, will be completed around the west side of town. Mm -hmm. The Now that I-35E widening, that phase one project is complete, you're seeing now the congestion that you would have, say, you know, at Loop 288, where all the retail traditionally was in Denton. Yeah. You may have had a six-lane divided road, but it had to go down to a two-lane underpass. Mm-hmm. So yeah. those things getting fixed as a part of the 35 expansion are really, really helping that mobility, and folks can get to and through, as Nathan was saying, much faster, right? Which helps the retail because your traffic counts are going to continue to climb interesting and i want to ask you a little more about retail but you mentioned something there that, that i never really thought about you know you've you've got a road that's being expanded to six lanes 
Um, but how do you is it is do you, do you have to be speculative or how do you calculate how many cars might actually start going down that road now that it like you said is now widened and now people that were going elsewhere are now coming through that it seems seems like a hard thing to uh, predict well I mean p part of our business is we do quite a bit of consulting work more advisory work right and so mm -hmm. we're more geographically based we have two folks in our shop that primarily all they do is residential land development uh-huh so for an example on the south side of Denton the loop 288 Teasley corridor we knew that there were about a thousand residential lots that were in contract mm-hmm that had not been built yet right but we knew what the timing of that was so then we can really predict okay based on who these home builders are and who these multifamily builders are what the population is going to be in those areas right. right so then you can go okay well this might not have made sense for a retail strip here before mm -hmm. because you got to have the bodies well we know the bodies are coming so it helps us to advise those property owners okay you're, right. you're probably going to be able to capture this kind of dollar for this land in 18 months or 24 months because here's what will go here now and that's a value a value you can add by uh by instructing or advising somebody where the traffic might end up you know down the road because you're you're clued in on what's happening behind the scenes as far as where people are going to be living and and migrating to yeah i mean i would tell you that in our shop most all of our folks are heavily involved in the community in one way or the other whether it be city council or planning and zoning or you know nathan's on a couple of different advisory boards we have just about everybody in our shop is involved in one way or another whether it be city bond committees so if you if you are willing to go volunteer your time and pour yourself into the community well there's a byproduct of that which allows you to be a better broker for, for your client and we i encourage everybody to do those things sure um it's a it's a big time commitment but you know it helps us be in my opinion a better resource for our clients that way absolutely that makes great sense hey we're going to take a quick break when we get back um i'm going to get back to where i meant to start in the first segment we'll be right back with you this is the working title show with zach sams back and trey are you playing the toadies no it is not the toadies <laughs> oh that sounds like the toadies man that's like the toadies I, I don't understand where you pull like these bands toadies from. a denton band oh is it a, yeah, it's a local I, band yeah, oh okay <laughs> i gotta get up on my local bands then because i'm not heard of them. You. so who was that uh that was tiger blood jewel tiger blood jewel uh, charlie tiger. sheen's band <laughs> All right, they're not. He's playing. He's playing. He's playing Dallas this weekend at the right Bomb Factory or something like that. He's opening yeah. for the Toadies. Yeah, there you go. That's right. He's opening for the Toadies. Yeah. See, you know what you're talking about. All right. So, uh, guys, uh, thanks for being back with us and staying through the break. Uh, once again, with Varus Commercial, we have Nathan Toon, VP of Land and Investment, and Greg Johnson, who's the last guy to get paid. And I'm going to ask about the last guy to get paid in a second, but I want to. Um, I got so excited about Denton County that I just totally went off the rails on the last one. But we had some, we had. I thought that was a great segment. But I kind of want to go back and and just get a little bit of y'all's background. And um, y'all both have you know really cool backgrounds, athletic backgrounds. So Nathan, how did you get into the uh, commercial real estate world? Where'd you come from? How did this all happen? So I grew up in the North Dallas area, out in Salina. Uh, like you said, had a football background. Played at uh, North Texas. Got a finance degree. 
and kind of the way my career ended uh, had a little had a little bit more that I wanted to, to do in, in athletics so I spent a couple of years coaching and teaching uh, in, in local high schools nice uh, but the you know had several people in the family like my dad and and were in the commercial real estate business their whole career and and so after I got out of coaching I had a, a brief stint uh, where I'd started a business and kind of went the entrepreneurial route and, sure. and and really liked it and appreciated it and, and appreciated the the struggles kind of similar to playing football and working out in, in that regard and and had been looking once I knew I was going to be you know getting out of the business that I'd started with my partners kind of was looking around town and and felt like uh Varus was the the place I wanted to be and, that was the right and, fit fight fit and so yeah. I like any good you know future broker i went and, and found the deal and went to greg and said hey give me a chance and and the rest is history here we are <laughs> right on and nathan's too humble by the way he started the business from nothing in a couple of years sold it that's awesome and and really everybody that i talked to about this business that wants to get in it the first question i ask him is can you go 12 months with no money yeah because if you can't don't get in it and, yeah sure and he had done very well and sold his company and and uh you know the the guy just is a rock star so really 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 blessed to have him in our shop that's awesome that's awesome and so greg how did you how did you get into uh the commercial real estate biz but actually first so i don't how what's the last guy to get paid how's that your title <laughs> i got on your website yesterday to kind of get a little prepared and you know because i always i always like to find you know how do i introduce somebody and your title you know normally it's like i'm the you know managing director of blah 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 and you know you're the sure. last guy to get paid so what does that sure. mean actually i stole that from my dad so i grew up uh raised by a single dad he's in the construction business and uh -huh. and he had quite a successful business and it was a recognizable name in houston where we lived and people would ask him what do you do there and his answer was always i'm the last guy to get paid <laughs> which is a very humble way to say i own the place yeah right but when they would say, well, what does that mean? Well, well when you're a contractor, a lot of times you are the last guy to get paid, Everybody, right? Everybody else goes home Friday with a check. If I want to make sure I make money, I'm there on Saturday, yeah. right? So, And then it's kind of funny in the brokerage business because the broker usually is the last guy to get paid. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, for me, I had a corporate career, and, and that was all wonderful. But we don't take ourselves too seriously. You know, we work hard. We do a, we we think we do a really good job for our clients, but we also have a lot of fun. Sure. And um and I don't get too caught up in titles. Yeah. You know, the 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 one thing that everybody in our shop is told when they hire on is if the only thing that'll get you fired is one of two things: if you steal or if you say that's not my job. Right. So yeah, that's good rules. We'll like take that. the trash out or we'll take do whatever needs to get done. And so clean the john. You know. No, not after these guys. <laughs> <laughs> out. That's great, man. Well, that, those are good stories, and I know you played football as well, right? You were telling Long me about one of your highlight, ago. one of your famous highlights that got you on uh, on the radio, I guess, long snapping or something like that. That's not funny. You bring that up live. <laughs> no, I was a center, and so kind of the joke of the center. Nathan was a quarterback, so those guys got flat bellies and they never get dirty, and they're always on the jumbotron. Well, the center. Yeah, he snaps didn't get it 199 of... times perfectly, but he snaps one over the quarterback's head, and all of a sudden your fat you're getting, face you're is on the interviewed. jumbotron. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just glad you got some airtime. Yeah. So that's good. A, in two I'm, ways. As you can tell, it's only been 30 years. It doesn't bother me at no, all. No, you've forgotten all about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So 
Um, let's jump back into into Varus and 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 what's going on in the Denton community. And I know Greg, you you were on uh, the city council, and so you're pretty tied into the community, which you mentioned. You know, most of your firm is so. Um, you know, actually, let me let me ask Nathan this: Like, what what are y'all excited about right now? I mean, I, you know, obviously, there's a lot to be excited about. Economy's great, business is good, but do y'all have any projects y'all are working on right now that are especially exciting to you? Yeah, we've got uh, quite a few actually. Uh, one in particular that we've that Greg and I've been working on together, and we're we're extremely excited about is a, a mixed use project uh, at Loop 288 in McKinney, um, kind of on the northeast quadrant of Denton. Uh, McKinney. Is that Road. where the old lumber yard was? Yep. yep. Yeah. It's the old lumber yard right there on the hard corner. Um, it's in the opportunity zone, um, you know, back in the 2017 yeah. uh, Tax and, and Jobs Act created the opportunity zone. So the, our entire track there is in the opportunity zone. Uh, we've got um, so quite a few multifamily tracks and probably 10 or 12 retail pad sites that will front along Loop 288 and McKinney Street. And we also uh, front on on Mayhill, which was a, is a newly expanded yeah. uh, road that kind of connects 380 to 35 on the east side of town. So um, very well located property, um, great tax benefits, and we, we're we're excited about the the momentum we're making there with uh, the multifamily groups that that we've uh, been working with and, and got some entitlements for sure talk about a high traffic area there you can't even uh, yeah. we flipped a house on, across the street from that from that exact area and every time i had to drive over there it was just like, oh my god there's yeah. so many cars but for retail yeah that's what you want right well and that and that may hill is actually 24.99 so that yeah that that it, it's owned by the city of denton between 380 and i-35 but it is fm 24.99 so literally that road goes all the way to dfw airport to 380 so this this site's pretty unique in that it's bookended on the east and west sides by two six-lane divided roads yeah and then mckinney street running east-west is the major east-west thoroughfare all the way through the city of denton so right and you have the high school just around the corner from yeah. there too so those yeah. are all all great things that's exciting yeah so we got 20 almost 29 acres of multifamily that is in contract now and then working we're starting to work the retail piece the roads are all just now finished so it's a it's a it's a 72 acre project it's a really nice project well, that's uh, really for, exciting for our market awesome well um before we end the show we'll definitely make sure uh uh to let everyone know how to get a hold of y'all if they want any more information on that but um another thing we mentioned on the break was legislation has you know made some changes or, or changed things in y'all's business um nathan you were mentioning you know some of the uh building materials that are now allowed to be used and i know some of our cities aren't as exactly excited about that as maybe some of us on this side of the business are so can y'all expand on kind of what that means and what that looks like yeah so you know the the governor he, he was pretty pro-business pro-real estate uh he he passed a, a, a couple of of laws in, in the last several months that have really changed the way that uh cities are able to um have jurisdiction over projects and, and most importantly the process for which that they're reviewing and, and approving some of these uh, projects uh, one of the rules or one of the, the pieces of legislation is kind of known as the shot clock bill and it kind of gives uh, planning departments 30 days to respond to submissions as far as site plans and plats and, and zoning and that uh, sort of thing but cities have have uh, not surprisingly kind of gotten gotten together they've they've kind of gotten creative and 
um, they're not finding ways to work around it, but they're they're it's turning their email auto reply on and boom, there we go. <laughs> well, it's got really, it. <laughs> really, what it's done is it's kind of accentuated the 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 need and the, and the value in having local advisors uh, like Bears Commercial and like Greg and I, uh, who are familiar with these processes sure. and and have uh, direct lines to to people within the planning department uh, to to really help you know get projects uh, seen and and commented and and approved. On a timely manner. Sure. Is that something? Is that? Is there a misconception, or do people just not always realize that? You know, you can find the dirt, you can find the property, but I mean, especially if you're developing, there's a whole other world out there that you have to be able to navigate with these cities. And um, do y'all find that you know maybe people that aren't you know are newer in the business or you know are wanting to get in development because they think that's a great way to make money which it is but do they is there an aha moment like oh wait uh, i don't know what i'm doing here is that is that common huge and in fact that the, the I, I was in i was in one yesterday and i won't name the city but because every city while the while the the state has said you got a 30-day shot clock and here's what the rules are every city doesn't have the same process Right, and so the unintended consequence of the shot clock was basically the city just says not approved. Mm, right. And so not approved means now your shot clock starts again, and so being able to navigate and understand how do we get from my pre-application, I want to build this building, can I? Mm -hmm. To what are you going to charge me for impact fees and offsite improvements, and do I have to improve the road, and do I have to loop the water line, and all these things that have to happen that this city may require and this other one doesn't, how do I get from A to B in time to submit to meet my 30-day shot clock? Right. And so so what the, what the cities have done in many cases is, while it used to be painful because I'm, I've got this landowner tied up and it's, you know, I've got a six-month due diligence period, which I thought was plenty, but the city's not responding to my, my need for comments or whatever, it's actually the inverse, which is, they don't have time to delay you, so the answer is just no. So if if, if it goes past 30 days without them responding, is it rubber stamped to go? Uh, not exactly, because there's <laughs> that's part joke. Yeah, <laughs> no, because that, that if, if you just if you just kind of read a summary of what the legislation is, that's what you would think, right? Yeah. If they don't say if they don't tell you here's what's wrong with it and you can't do it after right. 30 days, you're just approved. Well, they can always fall back on life safety. Yeah, so it's not quite that easy. Um, I will say that we've we've seen from certainly the, the cities that we work in in Denton County a real desire from those municipalities that we work closely with to say how can we meet the need how how what can we provide for you what process can we follow so that we can work closer together you tell us where our process is broken so that we can get you through in that shot clock timeline interesting uh, and the fees that go along with it are aren't small yeah and so you really want to get it done your first time around because you're paying fees to go through right, yeah, the process. Time, time is money right yeah that's, sure. that's interesting it's it's uh, people don't realize how how much the legislation affects real estate on a day-to-day -day basis hey with that let's take a quick break and we will be back with greg and nathan from Varus commercial this is zach sams it's the working title show we'll be right back
All right, all right. We are back, and Stevie Ray Vaughn. I like it, Trey. Stevie Ray Vaughn, right? I do know Stevie Ray Vaughn. I've heard that <laughs> name before. <laughs> but that is not Stevie Ray Vaughn. All right, let me get That was Hair 2. <laughs> that is good old Johnny Berglund. Johnny Berglund. Yes, tell uh, the story so about Johnny Berglund. That was my next That was my next. I'm guess. sure. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You like Johnny Berglund, Greg? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We all love mm-hmm. Johnny Berglund here. Okay. <laughs> Good stuff. Guys, thanks for thanks for being here. Thanks for staying through the break. Uh, once again, with Varus Commercial, we have Greg Johnson, who's the last guy to get paid, and Nathan Toon, who actually is the first guy to get paid, evidently, but he's also the VP of Land and Investments. Um, guys, again, thank you all for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. So, um, so we were just talking about, you know, the development of the legislation and all these types of things. So, um, you know what? You know what I always when I start thinking about development and, and I start hearing y'all talk about just you know what it takes with the city and just you know all the different um, you know things that 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 go into a development happening you know which could be a laundry list of items depending on where it is I, I'm always end up scratching my head like how does that ever get done sure. so um, so with with developers what's the key you know if somebody's thinking about these types of things you know like i want to get in development or maybe they own some land they think they want to develop them themselves what do what do you what would you tell somebody you know to think about or or what what advice would you offer to somebody in that in that scenario hire a professional uh, yeah. no I'm no i know that's but, that but, I, that really is the answer but, but right I, but i would tell you so you know the term developer Right, gets kind of bantered around, and it can mean a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also kind of depends on what are you talking about, right? If sure. this is Dr. Smith wants to build his own office building, and he's going to have three thousand feet left over lease out, I don't really see him as a developer. Yeah, right. But if I'm going to go build a, he's an owner. He's an owner. Right, right. So I, I always tell people the announcement. It's just because we love sports, right? But to me, the developer is the GM of the sports team. Okay. You're right. His he he needs to make sure he has the right architect, the right engineer, the right GC, the right lender, the right title company, the right leasing team, right to go make sure that the vision that he has for what he wants to ultimately exist, who he wants to be in it, and how much money he wants it to make, happens. Right. And and there's so many different, really the whole different categories of what has to happen for a development to actually come to fruition and make money. To me, it's all about the team. Right. And so, you know, we spend a lot of time. Our philosophy at Varus is very different than what I would call the traditional brokerage firm. When I, I came out of my corporate life, we had sold a business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was always a team guy. Right. And as I looked at the way different brokerage shops were set up, it always felt like it was every man for himself, dog eat dog, screw your neighbor, take mm-hmm. a client, whatever. Yeah. Very competitive business. <clears throat> and I wanted to have a culture that was very much a family feel, a team environment. Everybody busts their tail. Everybody helps each other. We're not stealing each other's clients. In fact, everybody shares in the spoils. And that's the, you know, that's what we set out to create. I think we've done it. Yeah. Um, And so, you you know, when I think about, when I think about, you were talking about development, you know, that, how does that dovetail? Well, the developer has to put together his team and the team has to all work together and the, a developer really doesn't build things right, right? They're, they're connecting the dots he's got and a gc that's building it and he's got an engineer that's doing a site plan right and so you know we we end up being intimately involved in that whole process because we're we're 
we're trying to advise our folks on if this is, say, a, a commercial project that we're going to lease, well, we're telling them how deep it needs to be. We're telling them how much parking there needs to be, where the entrances need to be. We're trying to set them up for the most possible success that they can have. Right. And if you just rely on the, the architect or the engineer to design whatever they think, you end up with a column right in front of where the, the most valuable door would be. Right. For example. So and Nathan, Nathan does a lot of that with land, with, with, with advising folks on, well, here's how you maximize the value of this land from an entitlement standpoint to a zoning standpoint. But it always starts with who will ultimately go here. Right. And that's how you work backwards into what is this worth? Interesting. So do you all get a lot of calls from people that own land that think they want a development? Is that is that is that common? It's fairly common, and then you, you start to meet with them a lot of times, and it just depends on, you know, everybody's in a different situation in life. Some people, you know, are getting up in age and, and just, you know, want to want to sell it to one person and let them do all the work. Some people want to, um, you know, develop it out themselves and sell off each lot individually, and, and then there's kind of a hybrid where you can kind of develop and entitle, you know, sections of property and you know sell off the retail portion and then sell off the multifamily and you know that sort of thing but we get to we get to see that's a good thing about being you know location focused is we get uh -huh. to see a little bit of everything that's exciting so i know greg that y'all that i mean retail is kind of you know you know one of your expertise so you know i think i find the retail industry so um uh interesting because uh, well, it's under somebody's always got an opinion on real retail is going away. But then, you know, I read an article to, you know, a couple of days ago. Um, I can't remember where maybe it was in the Dallas Morning News, but, you know, and it was bullish on re on, on retail again. So uh, what's your perspective on retail? Where is it going? You know, uh, a guy told me one time, he's like, no, retail is still strong. It's just different. You know, it's like, you know, it's uh, gourmet food and all these things you know, places our wives go to like Orange Theory or whatever, you know, it's different, but it's still needed. So what, what's y'all's thought there? What do you, where do you see retail going? Well, if I was you, I would invest in a delivery van that delivers for Amazon because they come to my house about 63 times a day. <laughs> so my house is now a retail outlet. Um, <laughs> if my wife is listening, sorry, honey, but are the, you selling any of those things, you know, off the front? door can i come by i got a cardboard recycling facility behind my house <laughs> um, so what i would say about retail is you know the the i think whoever said that is so right it has changed right so for us what we see and i'm very bullish on retail but I, what i would call it is service retail so if if you can buy it on amazon mm -hmm. you're you're and that's all that happens in this store is you're selling packaged goods that can be bought on Amazon. I'm not leasing to them because they're not going to make it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you've got we just we just finished building a new retail center. It's you know 15, 16,000 foot retail center. Well, you've got a coffee shop and a vitamin shop and burgers, pizza, you know, cycle bar, Pilates, dental. Okay. Yeah. All those those are what I would call retail services. And yeah. so you can't go buy those things on the internet. Um, you know, your big box world, I mean, if we can figure out what we're going to do mm -hmm. with all the, the big boxes yeah. that, that go away. Like uh, big, big box entertainment's pretty big, right? Yeah. So if you think about, you know, nobody thought Circuit City would die until they did. Right. right. I heard people, they're coming back, though. Yeah, they're coming back hard. <laughs> they're they're going to they're gonna go back in the old Radio Shack spots. Yeah. Right? 
But but you think about the, that real estate, right? I got a twenty thousand foot box. What do I do with it? Mm-hmm. And so if I owned or if I was responsible for leasing a bunch of twenty thousand foot junior anchored spots, I might be up at night. Yeah, um, we're we're very bullish on those what I would call the, the service retail because the consumer, the mentality of the consumer is changing. Yeah, right. People don't cook at home as much anymore. They're not they're they're not going to the big gyms anymore mm-hmm. people want the service they want they want it to happen quickly and they want to get on to the next thing yeah um, so you know when i say retail for us anyway in my mind this is that service component the your smaller more centrally located where the rooftops are where the people want the services right so it's got to be convenient it's got to be from the service side and then it works correct interesting interesting nathan any thoughts yeah, definitely the retail sector is changing a lot to me. It's fascinating to me. I've always been a, a people watcher and, you know, what better way to figure out what people are doing than seeing what's happening in, in retail That's real a good estate. Point. Um, it's kind of just a, a microcosm of, of people and, and society in general. You know, it's it's going to be hard to predict where it where it's at in 20 years. But I think the, the, the good thing about retail real estate is that it's good real estate. You know, it's in good locations. It's, you know, if if mcdonald's goes out of business you know somebody's going to want to be at the you know hard corner of fort worth drive and 35. yeah they have some pretty good locations i heard yeah Yeah. he didn't mention that one because he did the deal Uh, Uh, yeah (laughs) fresh on your mind well i i I would thank tech stop for that deal you know they've they've come through denton and impacted almost every property along 35 and it's a lot of these have been here for 30 and 40 years and and you know if they come in and whack half your building off then you know they got to pay you for all of it and and now you've you know the people are, are left to get creative with how to redevelop it and, and how to combine it with other tracks and yeah or maybe it created real value in that corner where it you know where it cut off right yeah yeah exciting so okay if uh, anybody out there that hears this you know they own land and they're interested about development or they they have a property that they want to sell or they just you know their 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 minds circulate and they want to they want to do something in, in the real estate business how do they get a hold of y'all where do you want them to go how do they find out more about Verus commercial sure so it's it's Verus, not versus yes which was the the day that we launched with our new brand 10 years ago um we had about 100 signs go up over a weekend and my phone was blowing up and everybody was saying why versus and it was oh crap that's not what i was after so Verus is latin for to be truthful and honest i like that's where it came from Um, our website is v-re.com v minus sign re.com okay Uh, we're our building is right off the square in downtown denton Uh, we're local people we've got a beautiful office there love for people to come see it see our operation uh, meet our team. Um, you can find anything you want about us uh, on our website, v-re.com. Awesome. And where do we get the video clip of the long snap? Uh, Is that on the website? You have too? to come to the office, <laughs> and we'll drink whiskey, and I'll show it to you live. But I won't share it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, I look forward to coming by for some whiskey. And um, Nathan, Greg, thank you all so much for coming on. We will uh, we'll put this on the uh, Facebook page and the blog with y'all's uh, information and your website. And I hope y'all come back and join me again one day. Thanks for having us. A lot of Thank fun. Thank you. Absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon. This has been the Working Title Show with Zach Sampson.